Aleluya. For this service, stand to your feet. I don't want to see anybody sitting down. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet and lift up your voices. Begin to thank God. Begin to appreciate God for His goodness, for His love, for His care. And say with me, I will sing praises to the Lord. Because His mercies endure forever. I will sing a new song. Although his name, because his grace, God covers me and grants me victory. I will shout, a loud shout of joy unto his holiness. Because his divine love never fails. I will dance more than King David. Unto the Lord, because His mighty hands upholds me, keeping me safe in the land of the living. My body, my soul, and my spirit shall continually rejoice in the presence of the Lord, because He is good. All the time. Somebody shout amen. amen. Come on, give you another high five. Say welcome to church. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to start with a song because today is the Thanksgiving service. I want to start with a song. I will sing on the mercies of the Lord. Oh, river, I will sing on the mercies of the Lord. I will sing on the mercies of the Lord. Because we are going to to dance, praise the Lord, to the Lord. We're going to dance, real dancing, to appreciate what God has done for us and what He's doing for us. Amen. Amen. This morning, I want to talk briefly on what I call the heart of gratitude. Somebody say the heart. Of gratitude. of gratitude. 
a heart of gratitude. Psalm 150, verse 2 and 6. Psalm 150, verse 2 and 6. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Hallelujah. And then verse 6 says, Let everything, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Amen. Come on, say it with me. Let everything, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, praising God with the heart of gratitude is a debt that we owe God. From the scripture, if you have a breath of life in you, then you are required to give God praise. Hallelujah. Thanking God is a statement of faith on our God, that our God is good. If you fail to give God praise sometimes, it means you are saying God is bad. And there is no bad thing, no, no bad, no badness in God. God is good all the time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Our God is good. And thanksgiving has two syllables. Thanksgiving. Just two syllables. Just two. You and God. Praise the Lord. So you can give thanks. It's not complete without the giving. It is the giving that expresses the gratitude. Praise the Lord. It is the giving in it that expresses the gratitude. So, thanksgiving is expressing our gratitude to God. Telling Him that He has been good to us and that we appreciate his goodness. Praise the Lord. God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son for him to express his love for you he gave the only begotten son for you. So, giving is the strongest communicator of our gratitude. Or giving is the strongest communicator or instrument of expressing our love. There's no way you can love without giving. Praise the Lord. 
You can, you can give without law, but you can't love without giving. And that's why the Bible says, wherever the, your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. Praise the Lord. God expects us to come before him with thanksgiving. It's biblical. God expects us to come before him with thanksgiving. He demonstrated it by giving us Jesus. And we are to do like him. And that's why the Bible said, God loves a cheerful giver. Meaning, God loves the one that gives with gratitude of heart. Now, if you look at Israel as a nation, is is the smallest nation, one of the smallest nations on the planet. God had told me, if you honor me, I will make you the, the, the biggest nation in the world, not in size. Praise the Lord. No matter what is happening today, no matter how falling Israel has fallen, it's still the greatest nation today. As tiny as that nation is, they produce the highest number of uh, uh, literature, uh, Nobel Prize for literature. They produce the highest number of scientists. They produce the highest number of, I me, mean, the highest number of best scientists, best educationists. In every endeavor of life, Israel is living. And it might interest you to know that in Israel, any steam can grow. Any plant can grow. Israel, they can grow a plant on the rock and it will bear fruit. There's no season for growing plants in Israel. And what is working for them is because they plug into the art of gratitude to God. And they express it by giving. Then if you go to, if you read the Old Testament very well, you say that the people of Israel actually, it's like they just live to give. They just live to give to God. If you count the number of offerings, they all they do. Sin offering, best offering, first fruit offering, this offering, burnt offering, this and that. They do it, you know, joyfully. That is the secret behind Israel. Because what you give seems to leave your hand, but it's actually multiplying to you. Life is about giving. Until you give, you are not living. Even science aligned to that. Praise the Lord. Until you give, you are not actually living. And it's a simple demonstration of that. If you have a pond, a pond is a place of water that is stagnant. And if you leave that pond 
for a certain time, it will be to grow uh, spigeria, muko, because it's not flowing. But when you have a stream that is flowing, fresh one is coming, and it remains fresh all the time, because it's given. As it gives, it receives. Praise the Lord. So man is greater in that when you cannot breathe, if you cannot receive carbon dioxide, and, and then, no, if you can't receive oxygen and give out carbon dioxide, you are dead. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You breathe in and then breathe out. You take and give. Life is a cycle of giving. And if you, if you don't fall into it, if you don't plug into the system, you'll find things difficult. It is simple for a man to think that, oh, I'm giving, I'm losing something. And that's why the Bible says, there is a man that holds and gathers, and yet it comes to nothing. Oh, but there is a man that scatters, yet he has so much. Hallelujah. Do not stick to holding. Learn to be a giver. And this revelation, I know this revelation just given to us. This church is going to a new realm as we enter into the habit of giving. Praise the Lord. God loves a cheerful giver. Every seed or plant grows in Israel. They don't depend on season. They don't depend on season. They can plant any plant. They can plant any seed anytime and it will bring forth fruit. I don't know who I'm talking to here. From today, your blessings shall, be non, shall not be seasonal. From January to February, it will be a fruit. From February to March, it will be a fruit. March to April, it will be a fruit. From January to December, yet to yet, you continue to be a fruit. If you believe, shout amen. Shout a bigger amen. amen. Hallelujah. In Exodus chapter 35, you can't read it, I just tell you the story. 35 verses 1 to 36, and then verse 7. The Bible tells us when, how Moses announced to the people of Israel to contribute to the building of the temple. Praise the Lord. He told them to contribute to the building of the temple. And they started contributing. They started contributing. And it got to a level they contributed more than enough. And it was now a problem to Moses telling them to stop. Test the people with hearts of gratitude to God. That's one, that's one of the secrets of Israel. 
They gave and gave and gave you that book. What is that? You don't do. You don't do. Praise the Lord. Oh, here, yeah, declare here now. Oh, the church needs this one. Uh, they will look, uh, somebody will look as if we didn't hear. Praise the Lord. But we are, we are changing. And in this church, we are changing. We, go to, we are going to form the habit of giving as a lifestyle in this church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because one of the biggest secrets of success in life. In the first king, in the book of First King, chapter 18, verse 33 to 39. Maybe we can read this one too short, but just 33 to 39. Let's read this one. First King. First thing, 1833 to 39. And it put the world, I'm starting from halfway, because I'm going to read everything. So, and he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said, Feed four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. And he said, do it the second time. And they did it the second time. And he said, do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran around about the altar and filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah, the prophet, came out and said, Lord, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Isaac, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, there was a, con a confrontation between the God of Baal and the, and the prophet of God. There was a battle line drawn between the prophets of God and those who worship idol called the Baal. Praise the Lord. And Elijah came on and challenged them as okay. Now, to know which God is alive. Call your God. Do whatever sacrifice you want to do. And then call your God to bring down fire and to consume. And then I will do my own. Praise the Lord. And I will call down fire. He said, God that answered by fire will be the true God. Praise the Lord. The battle was won. They started their nonsense. They call, 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 call. They cut people. They did that. They tried to do everything they wanted to do. They call from morning to night. You know, sir, Elijah was mocking them. I be your God go journey, you know, they around. I be did they put something in his ears, he's not hearing you. Praise the Lord. They call and call and call. Their God did not hear and could not answer. Praise the Lord. When it got to Elijah's tongue to do the, to, to do his own, Elijah just put he said, put wood together, wood together. 
and then you tell the people of Israel, go and start bringing barrels of water. What you don't know there is that this thing happened when there was no rain in Israel for three years. When the cup of water was like a gold. And all Elijah is telling the people, you should come and start pouring barrels of water on the wood. If it's not, they will say, this man is crazy. Praise the Lord. Israel like before, for, for who they are, they plucked it going. They started bringing the barrels of water. When they poured the barrels of water, he said, do it again. They didn't complain. Hello? They did it again. When the blizzard, he said, do it again, the Jordan. They did it again. Water. Then, a cup of water was like a glass of wine. Because there had been no rain for three years. And this Elijah that he asked people to bring water was the one that prophesied that there should be no rain. And now you are telling the people to bring water. Where do you want them to get the water? They didn't complain, no. They went and searched for the water and overflow the wood. I said, now it is done. God that answered by fire and down. And what happened? Fire came and consumed the wood with water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a miracle. You want to burn something, you first of all put water. It's almost so that it will overflow with water. And God that answered by fire answered Elijah. Because the people were obedient to give. It's time you gave, you opened the door of miracle. They are giving open the door of miracle, and God was happy to express his mightiness. When you give with a heart of gratitude to God, God is motivated to do more. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I prophesy to somebody here. As you listen to that voice, talking to you your miracle is already in your hands your miracle is already in your hands receive in the name of Jesus can somebody shout I receive God of miracle now my papa God of miracle now my papa God of survivor now my papa God of Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'll give you three keys to thanksgiving. Three keys. 
you should understand, that will help you give thanks to God with gratitude. I like to read from First Thessalonians chapter five, and it's a popular scripture we all know. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Verse 16 and 18. The first is said, Rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. And some translation will say, Rejoice always. What's the Bible saying? Say rejoice always. Meaning that nothing should stop you from rejoicing. Nothing should stop you from expressing your heart of gratitude to God. You may think you have reason to stop. You do not have reason. I will tell you. And something says pray without ceasing. Now what he's saying is that rejoicing always is you praying without season. Hello? Hello? A man of gratitude is a man that is continually on the prayer mood. A prayer of victory. That's why the Bible said a merry, a merry heart is like mercy. Praise the Lord. When they say rejoice always, and the second verse said, pray without ceasing. It's not, it's not people misinterpret that scripture. It's, it's a continuous something. It's like a paragraph to paragraph. Praise the Lord. It's not saying, oh, rejoice always. That one is finished. Now, pray. Oh. No. It's saying that your habit of rejoicing is that amount. It's a function of continual prayer. A no stop prayer. Praise the Lord. You cannot be rejoicing all the time and then you, are, you feel defeated. No. So, rejoice always. Amen. He said pray without ceasing. In other words, as you rejoice always, it means that you are praying without ceasing. Because, number 18, verse 18, I say, because in everything give what thanks in other words he's telling you now how to rejoice always verse is now telling you how to rejoice always say rejoice always rejoice evermore because when you rejoice evermore it means you are a man on the fire mountain praying always and now verse 18 is telling you how to do this rejoice always. How do you do it? Giving thanks. 
said, he said, in everything, give what? Thanks. And he now said, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus. This is what God wants. This is what God likes. This is what God wants you to do. When you please God, God is with you. And if God be with you, who can be against you? Let me tap somebody and say rejoice always. That will put you on a continuous prayer mode. And to do that, all you need to do is to just, with a heart of gratitude, give thanks to God. Somebody lift up your hand and say, I will give thanks. I will praise God. In the morning, I will praise God. In the afternoon, I will praise God. In the night, I will praise God. On the road, I will praise God. In challenges, I will praise God. In victory, I will praise God. Because that is where my total victory lies. If you said that with me, receive victory. Receive restoration. Receive supernatural breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. From this verse, I will give you just three keys. Number one, for you to be able to do this without, so because people are wrongly disposed and located. Now, number one thing you do to know and so that you can have the heart of gratitude to give thanks is to look down. Hello? Tell somebody, say, look down. Look down to what? Look down to see how many people are below you in life. No matter the level you are, you are still above somebody. Listen to me. So many people are praying, looking at you, they are praying to be like you. You never know. But you look away from yourself. Because what you are what you want to get has made you to forget what you have. And that's why people find it difficult to give thanks. Just look down. There are so many people that are below your level. So if you can see them in numbers, you will see millions of people down below. Then you will give God praise. You will give God praise. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. There are many people praying to God to be like you. To have what you have. To be who you are. So why don't you give thanks? I give thanks. Hallelujah. Number two. Look around you and see where you are presently and give God thanks. Look around you and see where you are presently and give God Why? When you look around you, there are people you grew up together in the village. Today, they are no more. 
There are people who went to school together. Look around you. You can't see them, but you are there. Hallelujah. Look, just look around you. There are people that were more handsome than you, more brilliant than you, had richer family backgrounds, but they are no more. So when that teacher said, everything that has the breath, let him praise the Lord. What about you? You are alive. You are here kicking. And you can be hungry. And you, you can eat. You can drink water. Hey, you can see people around. You can hear good news. You can hear good sound. Even when you cannot sing, you hear good one and you appreciate it. You see people around you. If you are ugly, at least you can see those who are, who are beautiful. Praise the Lord. Come on, lift up your hand and please God praise. Say, Father, I thank you. Because I'm alive. I have the breath of life in me. That is no, that is enough for me. The greatest gift a man should have is life. Because when you are alive, tomorrow you can be anything. That's why I was telling you the other day. Say, I, I, I'm not, look, I am not afraid of the future, but the future is afraid of the believer. Because a believer can wake up, can sleep a pauper, and then in the morning he wakes up a billionaire. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. With just a phone call. It may be the poorest man yesterday when you go to bed. Well, early in the morning, 6 a.m., a telephone call comes from the presidency. You are no more the same person. Hallelujah. Joseph went to bed as a prisoner. He went to bed as a prisoner. He is a typical, it's a pathology of a child of God. But a phone call woke him up. Before the end of the day, he was the vice president of the most advanced nation in the world. There is somebody here he's receiving a galloping promotion. Amen. If you are under the sound of my voice, I decree promotion. Amen. I decree unexpected lifting. Amen. I decree divine ele elevation. Amen. I decree divine expansion. Amen. I decree divine multiplication. If you are in it, shout a big amen. amen. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. Somebody shout, I receive. Hallelujah. Then number three. Why you should give thanks. You are not just going to leave, look at people below you or people around you, then look up. Praise the Lord. Look up to see how many people are ahead of you. They are not as fulfilled as you are. There are people you think they are better than you. 
But if you get closer, you are better than them. The Bible says God is the one that blesses and added no sorrow. People, they may have big position, they may have material things, but they are crying in the secret. You don't believe that they are even thinking that they are like you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And then look very closely. Some of them that are ahead of you, before they climb up there, they were not, they didn't look like anybody that can succeed in life. Are you hearing me? Some of them up there, apart from the fact that some of them are not fulfilled as you are when it comes to spiritual and other things. Two, some of them that are up there never appeared to be somebody that can make it in life. And what does that tell you? There's hope for you. God that lifted them up is still on the throne. The next, if the next time it will be your turn. It will be your turn. If God lifted Mr. A, then Mr. B is qualified. Our God is not a partial God. If you lifted somebody up there, then you are the next candidate. I said, you are the next candidate. And what do you do? What do you do for that? Give God thanks. Because your tomorrow is brighter. The Bible says the path of the righteous has shined brighter and brighter. You are sure of a better tomorrow. You may not be there now, but you will get there. Amen. You will certainly get there. I will get there. Come on, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Apostle Paul said, I am pressing forward. Say, I'm pressing forward. And people. Other people are praying to be like him, but he said, I'm still pressing forward. And if you look at the life of Paul, when he was Saul, he was a destroyer. He was a persecutor of the gospel. Praise the Lord. But who could have thought that that same Saul can now become Paul and be the light of his generation? Praise the Lord. Ah, there is a song here this morning. You are becoming your Paul. Amen. Listen to me. Your Paul will come. Amen. I said your Paul will come. So turn to Paul. Hallelujah. Amen. And became significant in the kingdom. Like I said, you are more than this. You may, you, anybody that looks down on you now does that at his own peril because they don't know who you are. I am more than your tomorrow is great. Amen. Your tomorrow is great. Amen. So put that might on God that no, you are on the journey to your success. I will get there. You will get there. Amen. Hey. That wedding ring may not be on your figure now. 
fight is coming. Yeah. That Lamborghini may not be in your garage. Yeah. Now, but it is coming. Yeah. That mansion may not be standing now, but I can assure you in Christ Jesus, it's going to stand. Yeah. You are getting there. Yeah. Your tomorrow is speaking. Yeah. Then what to do? Give him. That is not for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Like I said, in Exodus 23, verse 14, you will see Israel. If you read it, you say that Israel, God was telling them, say, they should come before him three times a year for Thanksgiving. Today we are doing annual Thanksgiving. But they say they do it three times a year. Three times. Apart from all that things, all that offering and Thanksgiving. In the Old Testament, when you encounter God, hello? When you encounter God, what you do, you set up an altar. And bless God in that place. They don't encounter God and go like that. Now I'm speaking to you, now I'm speaking to your life, and you have a word hitting you, then you tap into it. Praise the Lord. That's why those people who give offering when a prophet is prophesying, they understand what it is to tap into prophetic pronouncement. Praise the Lord. Is a way of plugging into it. God is a cheerful giver. And so he loves people who are like him, who also give cheerfully. You cannot give to God and lack. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's not possible. Let me narrate this one once again. Solomon. Solomon, as the king of Israel, I just remember with this because we have to dance. Praise the Lord. If you read about Solomon, Solomon is the product of adultery. Praise the Lord. Solomon is the product of adultery. And out of that, God's mercy located him. And then God's grace lifted him. He became the successful, the successor king of Israel. The one who took over from his father, David. Before him, there are other children that came from the legal marriage or whatever. So, when it happened, Solomon was full of gratitude. He was full. When he looked at himself and compared himself to other children in the family, that he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't ratify, he couldn't understand why he should be the one to be the next king. 
taking over a big thing like David. There are other people who seem to be more qualified. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen to me. There's somebody here. God is giving you a blessing you don't think you qualify for. God is putting you into a place you think you will never get to. Church, are we in the church? Did you hear my prophecy? And you cannot receive it? Say this in, in Christ's embassy, the whole place we're, we're rocked. We should learn to receive prophetic pronouncement. You don't just sit down and look at me. If I bring a blessing for you, if I want to give you something and you do not take it, I take it back. If I say, oh, I have something for you, take, and you grip your hand, you don't know. What do I do? I take it back. I cannot force it. When you receive a prophetic pronouncement, joyfully receive it by shout amen. Praise the Lord. I'm saying someone that will receive the blessing he doesn't qualify for. He just say, eh, eh, I, can't, I can't even hear your voice. Praise the Lord. So, Solomon assessed himself, evaluated himself, and discovered that this is just mercy on people. Praise the Lord. So, what did he do? He did what no one has done before. Before then, people will offer burnt offering of about 20 something, the highest 30 something. But Solomon came and offered 1,000 burnt offering to God. Listen to me. He did not give it as a prayer point to receive. This is giving with heart of gratitude to what God has done. And he was not asking for anything from God. It is different when you make a seed face. You can sow seed to receive something. Okay, that will bless you. But it's different when you give to God just to say thank you. That's what Solomon did. He's already a king. So what else was he looking for? Praise the Lord. So he was just thanking God for considering him for that exalted position. And when he did that, God of the universe that loves people who are grateful appeared to him. Praise the Lord. Listen to me. Your heart of gratitude will give you a divine encounter. When you express thanksgiving from the depth of your heart, you will have God standing before you. God appeared to him and said, Boy, I can see what is it that you want. I see somebody getting a blank check here. Oh, I see somebody here getting a blank check. Somebody shout and receive. Hallelujah. God said, this boy, what's your problem? What do you want? 
I'm already made you king. I'm not asking for anything. I don't want anything. I want you to give me just wisdom to do the job you have given to me. Ah. Praise the Lord. And God said, that is very good, boy. I will give you the wisdom you want, but even the one you did not ask for. Hey, somebody. Even the one you did not ask for. Money. Material thing. Longevity. In fact, I'm going to make you the richest man that has ever lived on earth. Praise the Lord. Go and check out Solomon's uh, personal house. The value. Even to tomorrow, computer cannot calculate it. The temple he built for the Lord. The value, computer today cannot calculate the figure. His number of, 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 of uh, servants, nobody in the world today and tomorrow will be as rich as well. What did he do? Heart, faith, thanks, given. Open the door. When you heartfully give to God, God knows your need. Praise the Lord. God knows your need. And that's why the book in 1 Thessalonians 4 says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Because your rejoicing always is a function of your praying without ceasing. In other words, Solomon's giving with heart of gratitude was a prayer that he cannot define the boundary. But God knows everything. God gave him more than he ever needed. Because he expressed his gratitude by giving to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to tell us from today, this month we have been talking about giving. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is our motto of Thanksgiving. Let us form the habit of giving in gratitude. Let's thus plug into the anointing of giving as a church or as an individual. If I imagine asking you to come since the beginning of January to December, and somebody will still come and say it doesn't happen. And God does not listen to that. That was why in Israel, when he was telling people to come, he said, if you don't have, then pick the check with somebody that has and come. He said, don't come before me empty-handed. Praise the Lord. So I taught here about principle and practice. Practice is a truth that changes. But principle is a truth that never changes. So there are principles that God has established in the New Testament that is still holding to tomorrow. But the practice may change, but principle does not change. What am I saying? The principle of giving to please God does not change. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Learn to celebrate what you have and who you are. Do not allow what you don't have deny you your present joy and celebration. Praise the Lord. And take it like this. What you don't have is what is not what you need now. You may think in your body that you need it. No. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I bless somebody. I declare, I declare a fountain of blessing. An overflow in the house. Overflow in the house. Receive overflow. Receive fountain of blessing. In the name of Jesus. Receive upliftment. Receive divine promotion. Receive unspeakable favor. In the name of Jesus. You are blessed in the morning. You are blessed in the day. You are blessed in the night. In the name of Jesus. Listen to me. Whatever has made you share tears in the secret, in that same place, God is going to honor you. Whatever, whatever you think you have failed, that is where God is going to exalt you. In the name of Jesus. Listen to me. This land of Lagos will be a blessing to you. You will strut this Lagos with dominion. You will be in charge. When they hear your name, they will bow. In the name of Jesus. Your family will be grateful to have you. Your friends will be gravitated to you. Those who are mocking you now will bow before you. If you believe, shout a bigger amen. And then jump to your feet and shout hallelujah. Shout a big hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I think all the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me my very soul shouts out hallelujah praise Lord for saving when I think To see your tomorrow. Amen. The covenant we have in this ministry will speak for you. Amen. The covenant of longevity we have in this ministry is genuine. And devil has tried to shake it severally and fail. And one of the things that I know and I'm sure of is this that God has this covenant with this ministry. And if you are here and you are truly a member of this ministry, be sure your tomorrow, your tomorrow will not be taken away from you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You are blessed with the blessing of the Lord. That make it rich and add a new sorrow. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give a big hand of praise to God.
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's the day that the Lord has made. And we are rejoicing and we are glad in today. It's nice to have you here this morning, Brother Prince. Good to see you. Pastor Heart of Gold, Pastor Billions, it's good to see you. Mom, it's a privilege to take results to this morning. Thank you so much, ma. in the spirit for just a few minutes. Barakosina Lonte si parota kaya, li kavanto sente le boschi pade, zi profoni hintaza, ila kubra diza na geste, lonte te bosa da basha te kavalani. Thank you, Father Lord. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for our wisdom school. We thank you because the spirit of wisdom is at work in us. You're speaking through us, you're speaking in us. And you're speaking to help us grow our faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm still, um, I'll be taking from, we're continuing our faith talk. I'm continuing from page 99. Page 99 of how to the grace amplified. Grace amplified page 99. It's still on faith. It's a continuation of our topic on faith. We're still talking about the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. all the page 99 I'm going to be a little bit fast 
remember that the topic is we're talking on faith, but um, the heading of this is the just shall live by faith, and we are the just, so we are living by faith. Hallelujah. Now, um, the new creation only works if you after the first. Um, let's look how many the line yeah, I'm reading from so that we can connect with me. The first paragraph, the new creation, only walk through our believing what God says. Are we there? One, two, three, four, five. The sixth line, page 99. The sixth line. Have you seen it? Okay, thank you. The new creation only works through our believing what God says. Hallelujah. We have received not the Holy Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Shall he not also with him freely give us all things? In other words, instead of shall he not also with that spirit freely give us all things? Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He now said, We live by faith in what God says we are and have in Christ Jesus. We live by faith of what God says we are and have in Christ Jesus. That's what that is, is saying here. That we live by faith of what God says we are and have in Christ Jesus. After last week, um, Wisdom School, it got me thinking about the Word of God. I had to, and I realized that um, that teaching was really timely. And it's um, for now. Because for the past, um, Three, four weeks, Mommy had told us to meditate on righteousness and then love. Then she came back to say righteousness again. So it meant a lot to me because I found out something while I was thinking about these scriptures. The born again Christian is born of God, is born of the world. So if we really understand who Jesus is, Jesus is the word of God. Let's, I'm going somewhere. Jesus is the word of God. And the Bible says, I'm born of God. I'm, born, I'm also born of the world. So it means, and he told us that, um, let's look at something in Romans chapter 5. Uh, Romans chapter 4, verse um, the, about Abraham. Something happened there. The Bible says he was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. Romans chapter 4, verse verse and verse um okay romans chapter 4 and verse 17. i'll read quickly for i'll start from 15 i'll be fast because the law worked for us for where no law is, there is no transgression. Some other translations say where there is no law, there is no sin. Hallelujah. 
I love that word very well. <laughs> there's no law, there's no sin. So the new creation has no sin nature. So that's where you must come to understand. Now, understand something. Hold that word seriously. Because we're, we're going somewhere now. You know, where there's no law, there's no sin. Now he said, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. To the end, the promise will be sure to all the seed. Remember, I see where there's no law, there's no sin. So to the end, that where there's no law, there's no sin, will be sure to all the seed. Now he's telling us that, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. He said, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. He used the word, I have made thee. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead and called those things that be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Now the seed is, where there is no law, there is no sin. Let me put it like that. That's the, the, the word that was spoken to him. Let's forget that he's now the father of many nations. Let's look at it now. And remember that when that word came to him, as at that time, he was not, he was an assumed father. He was an assumed father. He had no child. And God told him, I have made you present. I have made him. So, but something happened that helped Abraham believe God. Something happened that helped Abraham believe God. The Bible says that even Abraham thought of God, that even God who quickens the dead and call those things that be not as though they are. Against hope, against his child, um, he, um, he cannot be a father of any child. That's the hope. How can I, I told him, I can't be a father of any child. At this age, I don't have a job, I don't have a house, I don't have nothing. You know, it's, it's against hope. It's against hope. But the Bible says he believed in hope. He believed in hope. He believed in hope. He believed in that word that came to him initially. That word is the hope. Now, look at it. And that word he believed in, he, he also knew that that word is, is, is God that quickens the dead and called those things that be not as though they are. That was what he believed in. Now, the Bible says something that is so striking here. He now started saying that word, I have made thee the father of any nation. And he held on to that word. And he began to call himself, I am the father of many nations. That is the hope he believed in. I am the father of many nations. So now he, did not, he no longer consider his body. You know why? Because he believed in God that quickened the dead and called those things that be known. So his body was no longer the consideration. His physical surrounding was no, was no longer his consideration. His consideration was the word that came to him. Against hope, believe in hope. Now I'm trying to marry something together here. 
You know, the Bible says something here that is so important. It says, I'm being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. There is a performance of God's word. That's what we're trying to establish. The Bible says, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with my mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now, understand something. If you if didn't say with the heart, I believe salvation, and my mouth, I confess righteousness. He didn't say so. He said, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. Because righteousness must first come before salvation comes. Now, let me tell you why the Bible is like that. You see, God established something. We must have a deeper understanding of what righteousness means. So that our faith can be strong. Our faith will be, it will help our faith. When we started this, um, before the grace topic, we started righteousness topic. And um, there was one of the days we were teaching and Pastor George asked some things. And then at the end of that class, some of the things we learned. In our knowledge of righteousness, our faith is built up. Our boldness is increased. You, have, you now know that you have the nature of God in you. You now know that you have the character of God in you. But there's something I want to open our eyes to this morning by the grace of God. Righteousness is more than just... Um, righteousness is deep. If you know righteousness, you will live the life of faith with ease. Now, with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. You believe righteousness. You say we believe. I wrote something out about righteousness here. Because it's by the spirit that mommy had told us to go and meditate to know righteousness. And I started seeing amazing things in the word of God. The Christian life, if you know righteousness, you will live an absolute you will live the way God wants you to live. Now, I saw something. I said, until we have good understanding of righteousness, we cannot live a true Christian life. You cannot live a true Christian life if you don't have good understanding of righteousness. Now, I wrote something. I said, you cannot know righteousness until you know God. Understand something? He said, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. Now, why are we believing righteousness? Because now I want to know God. Somebody told me about Jesus Christ, that he's the son of God. Now I have to accept him into my life as my Lord and Savior. Now, but I must believe in him. I've heard about him. Now I want to believe in him. So I must believe in him to now come and establish his nature in me. Now that's what he said. So I wrote something and said, righteousness is the nature of God. It's God's ability to be right. It's God's attribute to be right. It's God's character of God to be right. It's his character as God to be right. It's about who he is, how he thinks, and is always right. Who God is, how God thinks, and God is always right because he's God. Now with the heart, I believe in him. 
He came to establish his headquarters, his nature, his character, his thought system, his belief system in me. So because I, I know, he said, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. I, you know, I, I, we were meditating in this thing. And I realized that if I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, I have become the center of God's heart in wisdom. With me, he uses me to establish certain things. Because I have his nature now. I am his rightness. I am his... What I say, see, you know, he said, he said, we live by faith and not by sight. Understand? So we live in the kingdom. So he expects me to take from the kingdom and begin to establish it here on earth. So, and it's his nature, it's not my business to see what is happening around. He's telling me to say what I say and you will get results. That's where you live. Now it's important we know how we talk because Jesus has advised us of hope. I do words. Now I know the reason why. Words are spirits. Whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, they are spirits. I broke you. You don't wait for you for front. You said it, it's I do. To you, to you, you didn't know what, how important it was. But the, the process has got to wait for you. It's waiting. So you tell us to speak right. Whether the situation permits or not, I'm rich. It's waiting there for me. Pastor Billion, it's there for you. Hallelujah. You will walk in it one day and you will look back and say, wow, that's what. So now, and I look at it and say, what God says is always right. Righteousness is the quality of God to be always right. Always right. He was talking to Abraham. He did not know what to say. What, what else to tell Abraham? He said, by two immutable things in which God that would not lie. There was nothing to swear, but he had to swear by himself. So he's telling you now, Abraham now came to understand that. He said, even God who called those things that be not as though they are. So he he had to help him his faith. And that is said we believe by faith in what God says we are. He said we are a big church. We are. We are spreading across the globe. We are every day in every way. We are getting better. They are faith-filled walls. So faith speaks. Now understand, you don't have to say you have faith and you keep quiet and you just close it. Faith speaks. That's why God speaks. God did not recognize the darkness. He spoke. He spoke. He spoke. So now, God is telling you who you are. When you came out this morning, you looked at the mirror. You saw who you are. But the real original mirror is this one. When you look at it, it tells you, awake to righteousness. It's telling you, wake up from sleep and become aware of who you are. And become conscious of this life that you have. When you become conscious, you will no longer speak negativity that becomes sin. Because he said, he said, and sin not. Why did he say they should sin not? He's not saying that they are, they are committing sin. Sin is negative. You, you, you forgot that God has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. And you know the good thing is, our speaking is the practice of godliness. When you speak, you are becoming more like him. 
Because God is a talker. Let me tell you something. I was reading a part of the book of Isaiah, is it 56 or something? He said, who is this? Isaiah was in the spirit and he saw somebody coming. He said, who is this that cometh from Edom with his skull died right from Bosra? Oh, this man that is mighty in his apparel. And the, 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 the guy spoke in the spirit of Isaiah. It is I, I am mighty in war. Jesus Christ was speaking in the realm of the spirit. He said, but why are thou read in the apparel? He said, I've been treading the white press of the Lord alone. In other words, he's been conquering all the enemies alone. Jesus is a talker. Even in the realm of the spirit, he talks. Isaiah saw him he talk. Faith is talking God's word. It doesn't matter the situation. On Thursday, last um, on Thursday, we learned something. We learned the kingdom language. The kingdom language is a faith language. Speaking the truth. You know, I, I was so blessed. You speak truth. The word of God is truth. And truth is reality. Because, you see, where God exists, it's more real to God than where we are. In God's realm, that is God's reality. So, that's where we are better from as new creation. That becomes our reality. He will tell you that you are far above principalities and power you are he knows why he said it because he's seen you and this is where he has placed you that you have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness and you have been translated to the kingdom of his death son you are seated far above principalities and power above rulers of the darkness of this world above kingdoms and dominion you are there on top you are right on top so your faith life is, as you walk into that compound, you're going to check somebody that has not been coming to church and the person lives in an area where you know that that place, they do a lot of, uh, like all this embedded shrine they put everywhere. And as you walk into that place, you know that the Jews inside that shrine don't already run away because you carry a presence that is bigger. The, the shrine, the Jews inside the shrine know you, that this bigger man is coming, let me give him his child self, let me finish what he want to do. But meanwhile, the people around, because you are so intimidated, they will not even know you. But as you begin to talk with your boldness, because faith works by boldness and love. Faith works by boldness and love. That is it, walking, waiting by faith is walking, I'm sorry, walking by faith is walking in all the good things he has accomplished for us on the cross of Calvary. What are the good things that God has accomplished for us? If I, anytime I read like that, and I, I will go and ask my wait, what, what has God accomplished for me? Said, for he became poor, that through his poverty, I will become rich. One of the good things. What is another good thing he did for you, my dear sister? Tell me one other good thing he did for you there. Long life and prosperity. And in your class, he said you are the head and not the tail. So, and he said the heart of the righteous studies to answer. So you have the right answers all the time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The new creation is a blessed creation.
And I wrote something, I said, righteousness is that nature of God that defines his character and ways of doing things. Because I'm trying to marry them together so we can understand our faith in, in, in the word of God. So, for instance, First Peter chapter 1 verse 23, he said, for we are born again. He used the word for we are born again. Not of corruptible things, but of incorruptible, of the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever and ever. Now you see, there's something amazing there. He said the word of God liveth. It's a present continuing tense. It means the word of God keeps living and is abiding forever and ever. So I'm telling you that we are born again of that word. So how do you express your faith in that kind of word? You tell yourself, I'm born of the incorruptible world, so I am incorruptible. I cannot be defied. Many times I'll just tell myself, I am free of sickness. I am free of infirmity. I am free of disease. I am going to live a great life. I'll be so prosperous. So prosperous. Because you know why? Because I am heir of God. Joint heir with Christ. I'm the seed of Abraham. Now, understand, this is a class. And our class is practical. We are practicalizing the word of God. We are speaking. Faith speaks. Faith speaks. I'll tell you why. The Bible says that those who believe, who unto us was a message preached as well as unto them. But the ones that heard it, they thought it did not profit them. Why didn't it profit them? Because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. Some of them are people like Caleb, um, Caleb, Joshua, and some of the other leaders that died. But Caleb and Joshua, they mixed the world with faith. So it profited them. The land God promised them, because they missed the world with faith, they got to that land. God promised them a land, Canaan. There were 12 leaders, all leaders, spiritual men, giants. They came out of Egypt. They are all following Moses. When they got there, they were 10 spies, 12 spies sent into the land. Go and see this land that God promised us. How is that land? And the Bible says, then came back with evil reports. If you speak wrongly, it's evil reports. Why two came with good reports? Faith is good. That's why God told us everything is good. Everything, every good thing he has accomplished for us. And the, the, the ten said, we are like grasshoppers before these people. You already limited yourself. They were limited. And the other two said, no. Those ones that are bread for us, we eat them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Now, faith speaks. Let's look at something so that we will, will join them all. Let's go to Hebrew. Hebrew chapter 4. Let's see why faith speaks. Um,
For the word of God is sweet and powerful. Give it up to John uh, 4 verse 12. For the word of God is sweet and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. In verse 13, he said, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Now, the word that you're speaking is telling you that everything is made manifest in the eyes of that word. Now, let me give you an instance. We were given the word of God here that this is our year, our season of unusual display of God's power. That word that went forth as eyes is looking out for that man that will take a hold of that word and begin to manifest that power in the life of that man. As that man begins to speak, this is my season of unusual display of God's power, the word aligns in that man's life and the word becomes one. So the power begins to manifest. He said he has brought us to the place of rest. That word has eyes. He said, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. Every word that comes is looking out. He sees everything. You come and think that you have issues. You know, the word of God knows everything. Your own is not speak the word. Is, is it working? Yes. Is it working? It works. It's working. It's working. Because see, most times we speak what? I know how I came to this place. I keep saying it. There was a day I was telling mommy one Saturday with me. I said, mommy, I don't know how to put my faith to work. I remember very well. I know my life. <laughs> Many of us will not understand what I'm saying. No. Me, I know myself. But right before my eyes, I've seen my life going. You see, the word of God that you put to work works. The word of God is practical. As you're sitting now, let's practicalize something this morning because we are in, the, we are in wisdom school. Let's do something. I want us to close our eyes and then begin to make declarations concerning who you are in Christ Jesus. Understand that now you know what faith is. Your faith in God's word. We know that we are born of God. We have the nature of God. So when we express our faith in Him, we get results. Because everything we say is right. Hallelujah. Now, I, I put stop somewhere. I said, the natural man will always be in need. Because he lives in the knowledge through the five senses. The natural man 
will always be in need because his life is based on his five senses. His life is based on his five if, if I don't see him, I don't believe. If I never see that alert for my account, I don't believe that I reach. If I never receive healing, if I don't have it in my body, I'm still feeling that pain. That's the natural man. He walks by his senses. But the spiritual man will always be free through faith in God's word. Hallelujah. The spiritual man will always be free through faith in God's word. The Bible says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. So now we're going to walk our faith this morning. Let's begin, let's close our eyes and begin to see who God says we are and make this, this declaration for a few seconds. Just tell yourself, I am born of God. Just close your eyes and begin to talk. I am born of God. Begin to talk to yourself. I am born of God. Eternal life is my life. I have the life of God in me. That life supersedes every kind of life. That life supersedes failure. That life supersedes sickness. That life supersedes defeat. It's a higher life. When I come in contact with anything, I give that in life. What anything, anything. The Bible says the endless expectation of creation. They wait for the manifestation of the sons of God. I am manifesting my glory. Everything I touch gets life. Whenever I touch, if I enter a house that, is, that, that they are poor, that is sticking, they become rich. Because I carry a presence in me. Everywhere I go, I possess the spirit of dominion. It's another life that walk in me. As a ministry, we are full of love. We, the, the Bible says that he that has entered into that life he has, has entered into that rest we operate from the level of rest we operate from the rest of God's world we are resting in his world we do not walk by our senses we are not controlled by the limitations of this world we are controlled by the word of God we are success minded we are success minded hallelujah to declare I will never be sick in my life I will never be sick in my life I can never be disadvantaged because help has come to me the word of God said he said I will help you I will help you the Holy Spirit told us himself he said he will help us everything I do I do it excellently because I have excellent spirit at work in me I do it first time I get it right I am the house of God. I carry God everywhere I go. I am a mobile moving word of God. When I speak, it becomes law. It's established. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. It's, 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 it's just the understanding that I have. I want us to just try and put this world to work and then let's try and still go and study this book over and over again try and study then make reference to the bible and see how you can upgrade your life in god be deliberate about upgrading your life it's important hallelujah do we have any questions sir is there something we do not understand and we want to ask Now understand that those words that you just spoke, 
they have eyes. They are piercing through every situation of life. That's how it works. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. Thank you so much, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's no way you get things like this and you remain the same. You can't remain the same. And we are, the year is ending. We are entering a new year in a few weeks' time. Please don't come to school of wisdom without having a writing material. Write something down. Go back to what you have written. Go through it again. The word of God transforms. If you um, if you sit under the auction of this ministry, the auction that is operating in this ministry, and you are not transformed, or nothing has happened in your life this year, tell yourself, decide now that from henceforth, something in my life must be transformed. In times of hopelessness, what you have, the only thing you have, you can hang on as your life jacket is the word of God. Because with it, you cannot sin. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's no way you hear teachings like this. And something will not check, jack up inside of you. The only thing we have now, look at the economy, look at what the uh, um, medically, look, look at what people are saying. Look at what the world is saying. Do you know our only hope is the world? I don't know about you. Go to social media, you lose faith. Listen to what people are saying, you lose faith. Jesus says, Bless if I take when I call. Praise the Lord. He knew what he was saying because he knew a time is coming that even from the pulpits, they will release messages of fear, of hopelessness. And I say, Hey, bless if I faith. But then God is helping us in White House. Amen. Yes. Our only our foundation is the word. Our only hope is the word. We are not here to tell you go to teach worship and do this and do that. Praise the Lord. We are not here to tell you go to mountain, then something will happen. Our foundation, our only hope is the word. Because the word is the life jacket of the believer. Praise the Lord. The word of God is our only hope and the word cannot fail. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He said, faith is taking God's word. I wrote down some things when Pastor Dan was teaching. He said, faith is taking faith is taking um, taking God's word. Faith is taking um, Okay, faith is putting the word of God to work. Faith is putting God. Uh, okay, faith is talking God's word. Faith is talking God's word. So when I talk outside God's word, I'm not walking in faith and I'm expecting results. 
And when the result is, does not come, I begin to point. This is the reason. This is the reason. This is the reason. And yet I'm not. I'm talking outside God's word. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The year is coming to an end. Why not sit down? Don't wait till 31st and take stock. Look at your life. How have I been talking? Have I been talking God's word in that situation? Faith, without faith, we can it's a currency we receive from there. From the supernatural to the everything has been provided for us is at our disposal in the supernatural. Your own is to release your faith and take it. Have I been talking God's word? In that situation, take stop, sit down. What do I expect to see from my children? Have I been talking God's word over them? What do I expect to see in my marriage? Have I been talking God's word over my marriage? What do I expect to see in my health? Have I been talking God's word over my health? Faith is talking God's word. So I talk God's word because that's my currency to receive from the supernatural. Praise the Lord. So I talk God's word. I say it and I keep saying it. I keep saying it until before our very eyes. Your eyes, my eyes. That is why in White House, since the, the Lord gave that word and I did wrong with it, I forgot that word. Before the ministry was born, he knew the devil would come against this ministry in the area of crowd, in the area of in that area. And so before the ministry was born, listen very well, before the ministry was born, the Lord sent a word. And what was the word? I will explode the ministry. I was the first prayer. The word came in that revelation. I was sitting down in the church. Towards the entrance, we have closed service. We're just. And he walked into the church and he came and met me and told me, I will explode the church in the house. He said that word and he walked away. As he was walking away in my heart, I said, The church in the house? Okay, okay, okay. In my heart, I didn't talk. I was just seeing it in my heart. Okay, he's talking about this place. Because we go to first peg or one state and the place scatter. If you get to any place, you don't add to that place. Then, then there's something wrong somewhere. We go to that church, exploded. See, today they will tell you it was when your eyes came to. So many things changed. Praise the Lord. We started having canopies outside. So I said, okay, it is this place. In my mind, by the time it got to the door, as I said in my mind, it turned back. No, he said, I will explode the church. He said so. So I was now saying, okay, is this place? That is the first prayer. That God is the first prayer. It's okay. In my mind, and it got to the door, it turned. It came to me. He said, I mean the church in the house. And he walked away. The church in the house. They were running a fellowship in the house every Thursday. The church in the house. The church in the house. I woke up and I said, The church in the house. And I told Daddy, Do you know when the ministry was to start? Wanted to use sweet sensation. And at the last minute, I don't know what happened. There was a disappointment. 
and we call everybody we have told we are using this sensation that we are no more using that place. We are, we are going to use the house. Praise the Lord. And the ministry ended up starting in the house. Hey, we serve a big God that knows the end from the beginning. So when God tells you anything, take it. Might not make sense. Take it. It didn't make sense to me, the church in the house. It didn't make sense to me. As we would have planned starting the ministry in the house, but we went to sweet sensation. And a disappointment came because that word has gone out. And that word must not, cannot come back void. Praise the Lord. Oh, everything God has said concerning you, my brothers and my sisters. There's nothing that will stop that word. The only thing that can stop that word from coming to pass is when God decides not to be God again. Praise the Lord. Take God's word as never before. He does not make sense. Police. God is telling you I've done this. Pastor heart of God. He said he has a lawyer. Praise the Lord. It does not make sense. Take it. Call it. Tell him this is all I have. I am holding on to it tenaciously. I celebrate that word. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think I, 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 I thank God for this topic of faith in, the, in our grace amplified at this time. Some of you might be saying, hey, the year is about to end. And God has said so many things. Am I going to end the year like that? No. Go to the scriptures and find out what he said. He says, there's a scripture in the book of Psalms. What did he say? He says, he ends the year. Oh, I'm paraphrasing it. Please somebody help me. With fatness. Praise the Lord. There's a scripture in the book of Psalms that talks about the end of the year, how to look. It says with fatness. Amen. With fat checks. With fat accounts. With fat storehouse. Amen. Praise the Lord. With your heart, with your storehouse filled up, with your bank account smiling. You look at, you check your account, you smile. Praise the Lord. He said, that's how it's going to end our year. So why are you thinking by your power that you're going to end the year anyhow? No. Praise the Lord. Amen. Go back to Grace Amplified. You don't have it. Ask for a copy. If you pay 5000 on this book, it's nothing. Actually, the Bible says, sell. If you have one quote, sell it and bite your sword. And that's what is talking about the Bible, the Word of God. If you have the, the Word of God, in every situation, go there. What is God saying in this place? How do you say I should handle this? You see, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've found it. I've found it. Like a man that found a treasure in a land. And went and sold everything to buy that land. Because there's a treasure in it. Praise the Lord. I encourage all of us. Learn to take steps of faith. Look into the word of God. If he said it, the first step of faith is to believe. The second step of faith is to take action again and work on your belief. That thing that you have believed. Praise the Lord. But the first is rejoice in that word. Because that, that word can never fail. Amen.